0: My name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited for you guys to hear this next batch of episodes. If you're new to the show, welcome. We talk about anxiety here. In each episode, I tell a story from my life, or I have a conversation with someone, like a friend or someone I admire, about their experience with anxiety. This season, we're going to talk about anxiety and friendship, binge eating, sex, a few episodes on that, actually. The anxiety of being a woman, and a lot of other fun stuff. Speaking of fun, this week's episode is all about death. Anxiety and fear of death are something I've struggled with for a long time, since I was around 12 or so. First, you're going to hear a story about that, and then you'll hear a conversation with my friend and co-worker, Maddie, who you may remember from last season. Maddie was in the second episode about relationships with two other co-workers of mine, Andy and Rachel. Obviously the subject is difficult to grasp and to talk about. So I understand that the story in this chat might not be for you. But if you do continue to listen, I hope you can relate or see where we're coming from. Enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. My uncle is one of my best friends. He was my first therapist. Before I realized, I should actually have a therapist that's not in the family. He's the only other person that truly knows what it was like for me growing up. He's seen how much I've changed, and how I've truly become my own person. Losing him will be difficult. I hate thinking about it. Anytime he gets even the slightest cold, Every time he mails me a letter with his online passwords so someone else can have access after he dies. He's made jokes my whole life about being, in his words, old and decrepit, meaning elderly, weak. I used to think it was hilarious. Still do sometimes. And I've also been known to make the you're getting ancient jokes to add to the poking. But it's mostly to cover up the fact that I'll have no idea how to cope when he's gone. How do you handle losing someone that means so much to you when you've never had to experience that type of loss? especially when you know it's gonna happen sometime. You just don't know when. He retired a few years ago from being a psychologist, and I remember how he'd always keep his phone on him in case he got calls from a client trying to commit suicide. I remember thinking how scary those phone calls must be to get, and also thinking about why someone would even want to end their life. I didn't get it. To me, death is scary unknown I'd spend a lot of time trying to picture it what death would be like nothingness not being able to feel being buried in the ground and never being able to escape being trapped I think about being in middle school 13 years old in math class staring at the clock thinking oh god there goes another second of my life and another and another and then I'm back in the present thinking about the time and the days I'm wasting being alive because death will be here before I know it I've been so afraid that I'll never amount to anything I don't try to live outside my comfort zone because I'm afraid to fail I don't try to live because I'm afraid to hurt myself. I want to be full of life, full of joy, like my uncle, but I'm too paralyzed by fear to feel anything but that. My fear is the reason that I'm constantly in a spiral of self-sabotage. Anytime that I've tried doing something I enjoy, whether it be singing, live storytelling, acting, even starting this podcast, I'd give it up because to me, I failed in one way or another. I'd fall down, get up, and then be too afraid to fall down again. For a long time, I figured I could just be extra cautious, so I'll never fall down again. And that'll fix everything, right? But if I'm spending all my life being afraid, then what kind of life am I living? I'm constantly thinking about my life in terms of what will be written about me in my obituary. This fear that I didn't do enough. That I didn't accomplish anything. I'm petrified it'll say something like, Sarah spent her life going to work. Going to the gym. And going to bed. She had friends and people that enjoyed her company. In lieu of flowers, send nothing. And why am I so obsessed with my obituary? I'm not gonna see it anyway. I've thought all this time that death was scary, but life is the only thing I'm gonna experience, where I'll actually be conscious. So why can't I just suck it up and enjoy the life I have? If the goal is to do something, impress myself, and let's not lie, impress other people, then what makes death bring me so much anxiety and grief? It's the worry that I won't have time to accomplish what I want to in the one life we have to live. The worry that I'll never fit what society expects of me. The worry that I'll never be in love, that I won't be loved back, that I'll always be alone, that I'll never be able to care for another person. I've spent most of my childhood my teenage years, my twenties, now, feeling shitty about myself, making excuses, thinking about death. I gotta find a way to snap the fuck out of it, and live. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for coming on for a second time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we're gonna get deeper than that conversation, though. I mean, <laughs> were we really deep though? I don't know. I feel like y'all help people mm. with your with your relationship advice. I don't know. My, help my me anyway. Does.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad I could help you. That's why
0: I'm here. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so we're going to talk about death, as you know. My favorite subject. Which is <laughs> just my favorite. Um, so we talked we were randomly having a conversation the other day about because I was talking about doing like a story about death for the for the show and how I had uh, anxiety with death at like 12 13 and you were like oh no but I had it at eight so I was like oh hey you're coming on the podcast if oh, you boy. remember this conversation
1: <laughs> I, I very much remember that conversation <laughs> as we were sitting
0: in a Korean food place yeah and we're like cool let's talk about death while we're eating gorge chicken yep yeah <laughs> It's great. It's great. So I just kind of wanted to get your, because we, we started to talk about it, but we didn't really get there. But I wanted to talk to you about like how, what anxiety and death and, and what makes you anxious about that and when that started for you.
1: All right. I'm going to also preface with this. Uh-oh. I'm sorry if I give anyone triggers from the way that I talk about it. because Yes, this
0: episode is one giant trigger warning. I feel warning. like
1: it's going to be a, a giant trigger warning, especially if you're like very anxious about what happens after death. Right. Because I am... Very anxious about that,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get there,
1: but we'll we'll get there. It's fine. yeah. um, yeah, no, like I've always, or at least since I can remember, I've had like pretty big anxiety about mortality and just not about dying per se, but just like what happens after. Mm. And it becomes like this very dark place for me, emotionally and like mentally. So as a kid around seven, I started to develop panic attacks and it was somewhere just walking down the street with my parents one day after a movie. I remember it very vividly because I was looking around and then suddenly I couldn't breathe. I had to stop and I felt like all the air in the world had just like gone from my lungs as I somehow ended up just kind of rolling up into a ball in the middle of the street
0: and not understanding what was going on. So what what do you what is the emotion like what's what's physically going on in your body like while this is happening?
1: I guess I, I've had to explain it a couple of times to doctors because the anxiety got so bad sometime around middle school. But mm-hmm. the way that I have always experienced panic attacks is that I feel like a sudden like change in mm-hmm. my mental state where I just feel like I can't handle the idea of not existing. And then either my pulse starts to race, I start to feel very cold, and there's, like, this strange anxiety slash auxiliary that I just can't stay in one place. It's like the world starts to be, like, claustrophobic. And it's really shitty because it happens a lot. Like, I might be on the bus, and then suddenly, like, I think about it, and then I just, like, I feel like I need to, like, leave the bus. I, like, need some fresh air. I need to run, which is the way that I deal with it. I started running around when I was 13. And it's something like I used to start just jogging in place just to deal with like the extra energy that I would get from just being mm. a, like having a panic attack.
0: So how did you stop thinking about it? Like, was there a way did you have to distract yourself with something else to get out of that mindset? Or did that panic, that anxiety, did that go away on its own?
1: It's weird. Like, I still have them not as often as I used to. And it's not as severe as I used to. It's like very, I think the last major panic attack I had was maybe like two years ago. But... For me, I found the best way for dealing with it is ride the thought through. I've tried to distract mm. myself before, but it like doesn't really work for me personally. But I am the type of person that you can either start like I'll start running or I start I try to meditate. Mm. It varies. It varies. It also varies on where I am. Like, if I'm on the bus and I have a panic attack, I'll start listening to music with a beat that I can just follow through and just, like, try to sink my, like, breathing to. Mm. Or if I'm, like, at home, I'll just start changing and then I'm just going to go running outside.
0: So it always manifests itself in panic attacks? Yes. Like, for the, yeah. For
1: the most part, it does. And for the most part, I actually have to be moving. Okay. Like, there have been times where, I think around the same time where I had, like, the last one, Mm -hmm. I was at a friend's house and we were just talking about, I think we were watching Twin Peaks, which also did not help. (laughs) So we were watching Twin Peaks and somehow we got onto the topic of mortality and I started having a panic attack while talking to him. So I had to like stand up and walk around the the apartment Mm -hmm. and just like I I was telling him exactly what I was going through. I was like, look, don't worry, I'm having a panic attack. But like as long as I'm like standing and breathing and like trying to concentrate where I am, I'll be fine. But it's, it's one of those – it's it's weird. It's like case by case for me.
0: But it doesn't – it's not like a regular – is this constant? Because when it's – I'm sure when you were – yeah. Big so how constant was it when you were younger? And Oof. then like how did it decrease over time or did it increase over time?
1: So for me when I was seven, the reason – at least this is a theory that my parents have. My therapist didn't really help me much, but like we tried to get to the root of the problem. I think mm-hmm. it's for the, – the, my therapist said it was because – when I was seeing one she said that it was because of how young I dealt with death because one of my first memories was just uh, being at my grandfather's funeral when I was three and like trying to understand what was going on and like the first memory I have is playing with the flowers under his casket at a wake (sighs) and yeah and we were in a different country and it was a lot of people I had never met in a different language that I had never spoken So that was one of my first memories that I remember. And then my first actual encounter with death that I was able to understand was this girl, when I was in the second grade, she was a kindergartner who passed away with leukemia. And I used to be in charge of watching the classes. Mm -hmm. It was like we had like a volunteer program that we would just be like, oh. um, So how old were you when this was happening? I think I was like like I was seven. Okay. So basically... um, I would just, you know, watch her class. I didn't really get to talk to them. But, you know, you recognize faces over time. And I realized that she wasn't coming to school anymore. And then one day, I think around March, we got a letter in the news saying that uh, she had passed away from leukemia. She had stopped coming to school around December and was one of my first, like, you know, oh, my God, she's not going to be around anymore. Oh, my God, she's in the ground. And then that got to me. And I remember I was just taking a shower, and it, like that's when it hit me, and that was, I started to have a panic attack in the bathroom, which is the worst place to have a panic attack.
0: So that was your first. That was the first panic attack.
1: That was like one of my first panic attacks. I had had one beforehand, but I didn't understand what was going on.
0: Gotcha. But then now you can, you can. But like I kind of with...
1: I became to like I started to associate it with it because I think it was like the mortality hit me. It's like how how life is very like precious and like how quickly
0: it can leave so what is so when you feel it now Mm because you don't feel it as much now right like no no
1: it's been it's been a while since i've like had a panic attack
0: yeah so does it like what so you think the fear is still based on like that you won't be here is it more of like a do you feel like you haven't accomplished enough or like what where do you see now is the root
1: it's weird it's like one of i feel like there's many roots to it but i think the thing is it's just how it can end like
0: like, any time, Like, yeah. any
1: time. And not only that, it's just, like, was it worth it? Like, is life, like, what is life? Like, why are we here? Deep question. Yeah. And then it's just, like, it's, like, is there a, is there a past? Like, is there a future? Like, what is it? And I think for me right now, what I've, like, come to terms with, just because obviously I've dealt with death more, as I've had, like, now friends pass away. I've had, right. like... uh family pass away and it, I guess it's just now it's just like I'm trying to live in the present as opposed to in the past and in the future
0: like, yeah concentrate on the now and the now yeah okay so when you think about like the afterlife and you think about where you go and you die do you believe in heaven and hell or is there something that uh you think of otherwise that happens to your body and your soul I guess
1: I mean I'd love to think that heaven and hell well actually not hell but like I'd love <laughs> to think that heaven is a thing that exists
0: yeah I mean, do people want to go to? I mean, that's where I think I mean, the party is. So. Yeah,
1: it's weird. I, see, that's actually why I had my first panic attack because I thought about it. I was like, so if I end up in heaven, is it going to be boring? Literally, that was my mm, thought as a child. Like, mm, that's okay. why I had my first panic attack. Cause then I was like, so is life gonna be basically just happiness the entire time where I don't feel pain or anything, so I don't get to enjoy it? Ah. So, therefore, it became a circle of like vicious thoughts after that. I was like, but then in hell, I'm just gonna be burning and dying. And then that, <laughs> just these constantly these, burning. So, this is like the thoughts that I had as a child. I don't know why. And my parents thought I was the weirdest So how did kid you ever. know about
0: the hellfire, like the fire and the burning? Or where did that image of hell come from? Was that still from church and, and that Girl, background? Girl, you only met my family. <laughs> I haven't. So <laughs> that's problem one.
1: My, oh, wow. So my aunt is super, well, most, Okay. I want to say most of my external family is very religious. I grew up obviously going to church. I really enjoyed it at the time because I went to um, a church that was very open to everyone. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I grew up in a, ver- in a very Greek and Italian neighborhood. So a lot of like the community was in church. I met my friends at church. Right, I went there. I got to leave early every Wednesday to go to religion classes growing up so I had my first communion confirmation things like that but for me where I heard the burning part wasn't at church it was I heard the fire it was my oldest aunt, and she's like, you know, she believes that she was the spiritual guide of our family. So as a kid, I <laughs> kind of got locked in a room with her one day, and she just sure went off. as you do. Yeah, I mean, none of my family wanted to deal with her because they obviously know how preachy she can get. But because she so was like, okay, hurt, we'll send
0: the young one in
1: exactly. Okay, so I was hurt. Oh, she was hurt. She had like a broken leg. And then my family was like, you know who would be great to like, you know, sit and talk to her would be Maddie. Just send her up. She's young. She's not going to care. She can't do anything to her mentally. No, no, I'm pretty scarred from that conversation.
0: So what was that conversation?
1: The conversation was basically how I need to be a good Catholic girl and that I need to obviously, you know, pray to God, do like basics of church and like, you know, get confirmed go to confirmation, get married, like, you know, do right. like weirdly the the stereotypical 50s thing where it's just like don't get pregnant before you're – this is – well, I'm seven. Keep in mind. Don't get pregnant before marriage. That's
0: like pregnancy. Don't dude.
1: don't have homosexual tendencies. Don't well. – <laughs> yeah, I know. Um Don't cut your hair. Don't be – yeah, so there was like a lot. You
0: are sinning.
1: Yeah, I know. That's There's, there's a huge reason why I don't Damn. like going back –
0: I mean, cutting I love your hair—I hair. never knew that one.
1: Oh no, they were like, "You need to be more." I—I I had really long hair as a child. For those that obviously can't see me in the podcast, I'm queer and like growing up in a Hispanic family, it's like I was the doll. I had very long hair. I had, um, like I would be dressed up however they wanted me to, especially at church. I would wear dresses. Now I tend to, you know, go more for the androgynous look just because I feel more comfortable in that. But as a child, I always had those tendencies, too. But they were always I was always told that, no, that's bad. Don't do that. My parents didn't. But the external family did. Mm -hmm. My parents accepted me who I was. But that's beside the point. It's more of like growing up with literally being told like most of my thoughts, I'm going to go to hell. It it became like this, you know, weird thing, internal debate with me being like, am I really going to do this or am I like just going to live life as I would like to? so
0: but the anxiety was like over I over guess, all what of the she sins. said yeah. yes yeah I but then from there you were like all right I've I'm sinning so much that I'm that I'm gonna burn
1: yeah regardless of what I do it's yeah. fine I'll see everyone there
0: <laughs> it's fine it's gonna be a party it's
1: gonna it's I don't know if it'll be a party but I'll see everyone
0: there. I'm gonna have a great time <laughs> so like how do you see the afterlife now then so like do you still think you're gonna burn I guess is the question
1: no I don't not at, at least not anymore and if we do. Well, God. <laughs> um, no, for me, it's like uh, I see it very logically. I see it where I think of it, the world as, you know, physics. So in, in like the world of physics, one of the rules is energy cannot be created or destroyed. Right. So energy just gets transformed. So my idea is well, it kind of blends into like Buddhism where it's like, you know, life gets, you know, it's, it's going to suck if it's actually true, but you get reincarnated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't necessarily believe in reincarnation. There might be some situation where it could be true. Who knows? I just think energy gets transformed. Okay. So whether we are conscious after that transformation is completely up to, you know, we don't know. Yeah. I hope we're not, kind of, because if we are, man, we're going to go through some pain. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. Because it's
1: like if we, become, if we get recreated into a tree, it gets cut down. How does that? Oh no! Yeah, I think about that all the time. Damn. <laughs> if we're animals, this is where I've like thought about becoming vegan because it's is very interesting. I like who knows. If like it's if you're true. if you're reincarnated
0: into yeah. an animal and then you yeah. get shot or something exactly or killed so for food,
1: whether you're aware or not. Then do you
0: reincarnate again in that sense? Yeah, you do. Okay.
1: Well, supposedly, up to if it's you follow the like Buddhist that
0: principle principle. Yeah. yeah.
1: For me I mean I don't necessarily believe that I just believe energy gets recreated it yeah. just like so
0: regardless it so yeah,
1: goes into something we, else I don't know if we're conscious I don't think we are I guess it's just kind of that's kind of shitty I guess but yeah. that's kind of what I believe It's kind of sad cuz like that's where I get the panic attacks cuz I love I don't know, well there's no other better way to word it but I love my life mm-hmm. like I love the people I meet I love I I would hate to meet like lose connections I would hate the idea of like ending things, obviously.
0: Especially without closure, because it can happen exactly, at any time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's that's what gets that what keeps me up at night.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Like and that's I think a lot of what this type of anxiety is for me. Yeah. Where it's like I so I don't get panic attacks, but yeah. I remember just feeling like once I started to understand a little bit more of like being raised a Jew, like mm-hmm. with just heaven is all really you is the only thing. But yeah. like other than that I was like But your body, though, is just in the ground, and you don't feel anything, and, like, nothing happens. It's just nothing. And so then I try to picture what nothingness feels like, and that's a weird thing to picture. Yep, And then – and it also happens a lot when I'm, like – because I don't know if this happens to you. It probably does, but before I go to bed, I'll just be thinking a lot of things, and I can't go to sleep. So then – and sometimes, and then it used to be a lot with, be like about death. Yes. And so I would just like think about being in the ground and then just not, like just not existing. What it feels like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just literally not existing.
1: And it becomes like the circle thought where it just like, it gets deeper and deeper where you're just yeah. like staring into the void.
0: I talk about this in the story too, but like. I think a lot about my obituary yes. and what I wanted to say and I keep referencing it like all the time like just in normal conversation where I'm just like what have I accomplished? <laughs> you like, mean like
1: your autobiography?
0: Literally because yeah and you know this like I make jokes at work all the time that are like chapters of my book that I keep writing. Yes. Like every ridiculous things yes. that I say I'm like well that's a chapter in the book but there's this worry that my obituary is just going to be like well she lived she died. <laughs> like <laughs> but I didn't do anything and I didn't have an impact or I think that I've spent So much time being like a Debbie Downer Mm. and being sad and being, you know, uh, because a lot of it has just been like I thought because I'm fat that I was just not going to be able to live a life like a, quote, normal person. Normal person, person, yeah. Like, and that I'm just going to be, you know, sad and lonely and fat my whole life that I'm just going to die and then nothing's going to be accomplished. Well, and,
1: well, let me tell you, uh, that's not true at
0: all. Uh, You've definitely made an impact on my life and definitely uh, around the people that I know that thanks, know Maddie. you, for sure. Uh, that's what I'm doing this podcast for, is just to get my friends to tell me how amazing <laughs> just, I am. Just
1: to obviously give you compliments, <laughs> to say you're a queen, it's fine.
0: Uh, correct. But so, no,
1: for sure. Thanks, s- Maddie. Like, I think this is where like things have also changed for me, where it's like living in the present. And I feel yeah. like you very much live in the present. Now. Yeah, I know. It took me a while, too. Don't, shit. Get, don't get me wrong. It took me a while, too. I honestly, I feel like yeah. that after, like, last year, letting go of the past has been very helpful for me just to be able to just concentrate of, like, yeah. yes, I have a future goal, but I really need to enjoy where I am right now in life. Just enjoying, like, having this experience with you recording a podcast in a, re- in a recording
0: studio. Yeah, yeah and like, doing it with people that, like, you enjoy being in their presence. Exactly. And, yeah, because I was, like, the only real relationships i have in my life that i can count on on my friends. Yeah. And so i'm trying to like just value the friendships that i have and value the experiences that i have alone and with those people and not just relying on like cuz i was like if i spend too much time alone then i feel like then that's a lot where a lot of yeah. the death stuff comes in cuz then i'm thinking like oh god like i can't spend time with myself alone am i going to die lonely then there's that oh yeah giant but... <laughs> spiral and i'm just like well I, we need to get, but i try to get out of it like for yeah. me you say you just kind of ride it out, but like when I feel that, it's just for me it like paralyzes me in oh, a sense, no, it, and I can't do yeah. anything. But then I try to like watch something wholesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, like I'm a wholesome addict now. Now that I know <laughs> that like wholesome memes on Tumblr are a thing, and like I mean
1: that's all you're gonna get there right literally, now. <laughs> right right now
0: yeah, um, you know or like even on like you know on social media just trying to follow yeah. positive people like on Instagram or or. You know, just constant or just like I'm now into all those like Spirited Away. I watched um my neighbor Miyazaki? Totoro. <gasps> yeah, I you watched of Totoro. Movies? How do yeah. you?
1: Why'd you not tell me this? Because
0: wow. I'm watching my house, Maddie.
1: Oh my, <laughs> that doesn't stop you from inviting someone to go
0: to your house to watch a movie. No one wants to go to my house. I mean, it's that's in fair. The it's,
1: it's I mean, it's another state away, so yeah. it does make sense. That's I also I want... live two rivers away from you. I know,
0: so I'm just like, well, no, because I wanna. I got is it Ponyo, right? Ponyo, Ponyo. I I just got it, uh, I just ordered it because I was like, all right, I'm getting the collection Sarah, of the wholesome watch, shit. Don't
1: watch Grape of Fireflies. What's that one? It's another Ghibli movie. It is probably the saddest of the Ghibli movies. It is about death, but that's okay, all nope. I'm gonna say. She over it already. Um, no, I mean for me, the only reason why I say I write it out is because I've tried the wholesome attempt. Like I've. Tried. Yeah, it just doesn't work. If it doesn't work for you, yeah, it doesn't. It, does, work for you. it doesn't work personally for me. It's like I get. I'm still. So, I'm still stuck in the mentality of like, and I believe it's. It's. A chemical in the brain where it's like the fight or like fight or flight thing. So basically, I get a bunch of dopamine in my mind, and it just like I need to like spend the energy doing something. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've actually I used to watch YouTube videos of dancing, like dance videos. That's how I got into the circle of dance videos, and it's over like. I mean, I watched them,
0: but not it wasn't for that purpose. But maybe I should.
1: (laughs) And like I used to be like, okay, I need to, I need to like you know get this energy out. So if like if I couldn't run, I would dance. Not good, but, like, I, I mean, just get the energy
0: out. And just, I'm sure it was, like, you're probably a champion dancer. I'm absolutely
1: not. <laughs> I would love to be, but I'm
0: definitely Same. not. Also, too, I realized that, like, in When I feel sad, I fantasize about being uh, a dancer. Yes. Like, a lot of my, like, daydreamy-type distraction thoughts are, like, me choreographing a dance of Broadway. some sort. <laughs> Broadway queen. Jazz hands. <laughs> like, I'll just be, like, listening. I feel like I listen to music now, and yeah. I just play songs that, like, I can make up a dance in my head to, mm. and then, like, imagine myself doing it, but not actually doing it, which is strange, because I don't... The moves that I have in my head are things that I'm physically not capable of doing. Oh, I understand Like, that. I'm like, I can't do, you know, ten pirouettes in a row like i can't even i can barely Damn. do one now like i used to dance for like 10 years and i i literally can't i was just like they were like you, did you want to try that turn again like <laughs> you mean, you got halfway through and you gave up i mean i don't like blame me. you
1: there it's just cuz the muscles forget and i've kind of realized that too recently when i was trying to you know do swing dancing i was like oh yeah what are the steps i don't remember
0: yeah i don't i don't know what i'm doing like i just but i've so I kept thinking, like, one. Uh, I think a producer friend of mine told me that, like, think about what you think about in your head, like, mm-hmm. what you think about in your head all the time. And then, like, and, then, like, and then, like, that's what you want to do with your life. And then I'm like, I don't know if I can survive being, like, a dancer. Like, I don't no, know if so that's the way that I want rough, to go. Rough. But, like, I don't know if that's – because I was worried that, like, I wasn't – there was just a point where I was just so sad mm. that, like – because, you know, we work in the same place. And yeah. I, we've both been there for a decent amount of time. I've been there for a very long time. Yes. And – I was worried that, that that was gonna be the course of my life mm-hmm. and that I just felt like I don't remember I feel like I don't remember the past five years. Like they've it, just it blends together it blends together yeah. and I just wanna be able to be proud of what I'm doing and have something and I was talking to this producer I used to work with and she was like, Look, like think about what you think creatively about what you've always wanted to do. Like she's like, I can't see you just you know cruising by life like you have such a creative mind you
1: do like you absolutely do you have
0: all these ideas like but you don't follow through with them you want to do stuff that has an impact on people like you you clearly and that's the thing it's like I think about death in the sense of like I want to make an impact I want to be noticed and I want to help other people so then I'm like how can I do those things and she's like all right like you tell stories like how can you make storytelling like how can you do that without getting nervous and falling on the ground? Because that was me when I would do live shows. Like I was that's just understandable. like, yeah. and I hate standing up in front of people. I hate heckling. I hated stand. I was gonna do stand up for a while, and I was like, I don't. That's stand up is a level that I that I I'd- would love to see you do stand up. but anyway, no. Um, yeah, I just think that like most of it's been this debt. My debt. My rooted the fear that I have of of death is mm. is based on. Not, not being, accomplishing Yeah, things. not
1: being able to get make an impact or just, yeah. like, leave something behind. And if concrete. you died tomorrow,
0: like, but yeah, I didn't get a chance that. to have closure and I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to say what I wanted to say to people. And I think that's... It's not as much the afterlife for me. Like, I don't feel like you're going to necessarily... I don't really care. Like, I'm just like, nothing's going to... To me, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And that my body's just going to die and or by, I will die and then my body will be there and, yeah. and that's it. But, like, that there's this... That, like, what did you do? The lingering. How did you, what'd you leave? And then it's like... Yeah. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see the reaction to after I die. Theoretically, you no, know, I was
1: actually thinking about that the other day. It was like,
0: are you like standing up watching people in your fantasy? I,
1: yes, I, I'm like a third figure, like a. Say if there was a fly in the room, like I am the fly as I'm. Oh, watching. Oh, you're the fly in the wall. Yeah, yeah I'm, as I'm watching my like your the, friends mourn or your family yes. mourn. Yeah, especially since I just went to a funeral like a couple of weeks ago, like sitting there. Watching how many people came, how many people, like, things, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see, especially with someone.
0: The, and who shows up for that yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah. shows
1: up, who speaks for that person, how okay. people deal with it. And it, it was just interesting because, like, there were people that I never thought would be there, obviously, and, you never know what kind of impact you leave on people. You, Sarah, trust me, you... Wow, thank you. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not lying there where it's like Damn. you definitely have made an impact on a lot of people's lives, whether you realize Don't it Don't make or me cry in here. <laughs> Don't do this. But I've actually, because of, like, what's been happening on recently and just because everything that I'm saying right now is honestly, like, a recent revelation where it's like I need to work on the now because mm. I obviously live a lot in the past, as you have mentioned before, where I talk about the... High school and college, yeah. Mainly high school. It was a scarring time, guys. Um, Sounds but, like it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like I've started writing, like at least writing something every night. Where it's like it's not necessarily a diary. It's just like a stream of consciousness. Where it's yeah. like I'd like to remember what I was thinking during this time. So I just like that's good that you putting. It I'm somewhere. trying to. <laughs> yeah. Whether I stay awake or not, it's like I write it as I'm half asleep. Just writing was like I feel tired.
0: But do you think about because you're trying to live in the now, are you not focusing on like long term goals in that sense? Oh no, I'm still still
1: working on the long term goals. But You're not looking at
0: like what I could be doing. Yes, I'm trying
1: to avoid the the what ifs and just working on like this is what I'm doing now. It's like I'm trying. That's why I was like before it was like, oh, I'm going to work on this on this time in the future. Like I want to do this Mm -hmm. as opposed like I am doing this now. Like yeah. I'm going to make myself do this now, so
0: yeah, that's good. I, I think that's yeah. I think what I'm trying to do too, because I'm like, all right, because I want to eventually have more shows, different types of shows, shows like yeah. podcast related, and and they're all great ideas. All great. None all of them are garbage. Ideas. All of them are garbage. It's fine. No. <laughs> um, but uh, what I was gonna say is that um, yeah, I think that I just want to work on like being proud of the now yeah. and being proud of what I've done because I feel like. The fear of death is, is rooted in like since it's so rooted in accomplishment, I was like and I mean, and it took, you know, work from college to going to the real world and freelancing and then going to my job now and going to the place where I could be like, OK, what do you want from your life and what do you have to do to get there? But it's all about working on my because I was all I wanted to do was like leave behind an impression. Yeah. And but what is that? Yeah. In a sense.
1: That's where for me, that's why I'm saying like living in the present. This is something that's recent where it's like I remember experiences I've had in the past, but I don't think I really appreciated. Mm There's only been a couple of times where I've like, really lived in the moment and that's because i felt like it really was an impact on my life yeah realizing how much time i have on earth i personally just rather be spending that time in the moment rather than on the screen so
0: yeah yeah it goes to that same mentality of living in the moment
1: yeah but at the same time i love looking back at old photos that i have on social media oh my
0: god sometimes i just go on the deep dive through instagram
1: yeah. That's uh
0: <laughs> which is something I didn't Or Facebook. Yeah.
1: Face mainly Facebook. you just wanna to... see
0: the times that you, you exactly. Had.
1: Like I don't like forgetting about them and I try to take photos as much as I can, whether it's on a phone or whether it's on like my actual camera, where I remember like how I was feeling and that's why only recently have I started writing again where it's like thoughts that I've had, thoughts that I'm of things I want to do. Like just so I have a record of like something that I have. Yeah. Whether I I spend, I try to spend at least five minutes just writing something or drawing something. Like I used to draw a lot and I've definitely lost the ability to draw.
0: I'm sure you can create your, the next, you know, Da Vinci.
1: Absolutely (laughs) not happening. I mean, I still let those thoughts of like mortality come over me every so often. But that's because after, after that whole experience of like, oh my God, I'm going to die one day. I come out of it being like, I need to. I'm going to do something today. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to use this, these thoughts to help me push myself forward and try to learn from the experience. Whether it's a shitty experience, which it is, you can still learn from it. So
0: that's just me. There you go. No, but that's, I think, good advice for anybody that's going through it. I think it's just, you know, learn every experience is something you can learn from. Yeah. And you, don't, you just have to live it in the moment and enjoy your life. And life is short in the grand scheme of things. But and also don't, spend all, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't spend, spend all your money. Yeah. Don't spend all your money at one moment. Like, all right, I'm going to die like, tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Like, do obviously, you know, think about your future. Obviously, yeah. like, think about, like, what the long-term health effects can be if you're doing something that necessarily isn't the best for you. Right. But, like, obviously balance, balance it out. Like, yeah. learn to, like, moderate what you
0: do. And, right. like. But take control you of yeah. your own life and of your course. own destiny because you're the one that ultimately Yeah, is. don't
1: let other people, you know push you around don't don't let other people like try to tell you what to do just just be yourself
0: own it and live your live your life yes bam be yourself and live your life i think is the summary but uh,
1: i completely understand though about the not talking to people and obviously about this because it's a very difficult conversation to breach yeah and it's I know it's that's like, what we do on the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, it's the goal. It's weird because like again, like this was a conversation that you and I I never thought would have.
0: Yeah, but then it's like but, but it then you talk to me, like I want the podcast for me is like I want to talk to people that I people that I don't know but people that I'm friends with and like have deeper conversations as an of course, excuse yeah to like be like oh I've had all these things and to find out that you had that you were also feeling we had Same. similar feelings yeah. about death and and mortality and and all of that like being,
1: yeah that makes sense
0: it was like oh like i don't feel I, I i haven't felt that alone in a long time but like this is nice to know that like there's another person that also feels similarly but we're, yes. we're making it yes we're getting through so
1: we're we're both thriving
0: we're, we're both thriving we don't know what yet but yeah, we're, thriving. we're just thriving it's we're fine. just thriving um so yeah that's i think where we can wrap it up so Thank you so much for being on, Maddie. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Sarah. Aww. Thank you for having me. You're the best.
1: No, 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 no. That's definitely you. You're Queen Sarah. Uh oh.
0: We got to end this now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're going to start crying? <laughs> I'm just going to die. That's fine. Remember,
0: I'm just trash. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. All right. That was my chat with Maddie. Really intense stuff. And the rest of the season is going to be just as intense and personal, and hopefully just as interesting to all of you. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. I hope you stick around. We'll be releasing seven more episodes, one a week. So please subscribe wherever you get podcasts so you can be notified when we release a new episode. And please, please, please rate and review us on as many platforms as you can. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, just to name a few. You can also stream the show on our website at anxiousafshow.com and tell your friends to listen. There shouldn't be any shame in talking about anxiety, so please spread the word. If you have thoughts on an episode or ideas for a future episode, email us at anxiousafshow at gmail.com. Music for this episode is from Garrett Rose. Check out his work at GarrettRose.com. We were edited and mixed by Brian Castillo. And hi, I'm Sarah Carlin. I host and produce this show. Thank you again for coming back for season two, and we'll see you next week.